Good morning, welcome to St. Anne's Church in Washington, D.C. Leading us in celebration this morning is our pastor, Monsignor Watkins. Our opening hymn today is Hail the Day That Sees Him Rise. Please rise and join in singing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We celebrate now 40 days after Easter, the ascension of the Lord. The Lord mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. Christ goes before us and we go with him. In the spirit of word and sacrament, he comes back to us even now to inspire us, to guide us, and to forgive us for our sins. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. Praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the to God in the heart. 
but of goodwill. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. Amen. Let us pray. Gladden us with holy joys, almighty God, and make us rejoice with devout thanksgiving for the ascension of Christ, your Son, is our exaltation. And where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, Suddenly, two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A 
God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All peoples, clap your hands, shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord, the Most High, the the great king over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord Amid trumpet blasts, sing praise to our King, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets. It's for the Lord. For King of all the earth is God. Sing hymns of praise. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call, what are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe, in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks, 
Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped. But they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear parishioners and friends, here at St. Anne's Church in Washington, D.C., I greet all of you who join us by way of the electronic media for our celebration of the Solemnity of the Ascension of the Lord 40 days now after Easter Sunday. Lent has come and gone. Easter, it seems, has come and gone. Even winter seems to have come and gone, finally. Spring is in the air again. Nature seems to have turned from cold to warmer, and all the rain here in Washington these last weeks gives us pause to go outside and smell the roses for a change. And yet, something else is still in the air. We're all wearing masks to hide something. So many of us are still wondering when this difficult ordeal of the contagion of the coronavirus will be over. By now, after several months of this crisis, we are still wondering when we all can go back to normal. This pandemic has created for you and for me a big problem. We're not sure, and we remain uncertain about the solution. Last week, we spoke about the distinction between wandering and wondering. We said that when we tend to wander, we don't know what to do. When we can't take control of the circumstances around us and just drift away, hoping that somebody or somebody else will solve the problem. So what's the problem? Oh, yes, there's the problem of the pandemic. There are lots of problems everywhere, it seems. But I submit there's a bigger problem 
if you will, that's at stake here. I think the problem is that we really don't trust that the Lord has put into our hands the solution. Rather, we expect others to do the problem solving for us. And when they don't solve my problem, we tend to do something very strange. We blame them. It's so easy to blame someone else for the problem, whatever the problem, or any problem. It's typical of human nature to blame someone else, something else, someplace else. Go back to Adam and Eve. They blamed each other and passed that blame onto someone else. So sad that we so often want to blame the devil for everything. Actually, he likes that because it gives him some control over us. Don't blame Satan. Don't give him control. Or we blame God for the problem. It's so easy, as I said, to pass the blame onto someone else. We blame our parents, our race, education. We blame one political party or the other, the right or the left, black or white, poor or rich. We just start blaming people. It's one of my favorite parishioners here who calls all of this binary monkey chatter. This versus that. Him versus her. We versus them. My world versus their world. Whatever. It's so easy, as I said, to manipulate all that's going around us as the responsibility of somebody else. And even easier to blame someone. Blame the president. Blame Congress, they say. Blame the church. Blame it on the rain. But never blame it on yourself. Oh, no. If there's anyone to blame for the ongoing mockery of Christ in our world, who would that be? Do I mock him? Do I betray him? Am I embarrassed by him? Do I sin? Oh, no, Lord, not I, we say. Certainly couldn't be me. Nope. God forgive, it must be somebody else to blame for all of this. What hypocrisy. And this is where our divine Lord shows incredible restraint and patience with all of us. Of course, each of us in our own way is to blame. Our own sins are to blame. There comes a time when each of us really has to be honest in those sobering moments and admit truthfully that I am in some way to blame. Most of us have denied all of that most of our lives, and we got away with it. When I was growing up, of course, I was the most dutiful, the most faithful, the most respectful, the most wonderful human being that ever existed. I couldn't possibly have taken the blame for anything until my brothers and sisters reminded me of the reality of things. I still love them. But isn't that what is so strange about us? We try to make everything around us perfect as we see it in our own world and blame others when things go wrong. Why? Because we think that we can do it better, that we can do it best, that we have all the answers to the solutions of every problem. Just leave it to me. I'll handle it. 
I can solve it. I'm in control here. If I were in charge, things would be perfect. Really? Or on the other hand, there's a creeping depression which sets in along the lines of, oh, what difference does it make? The world is going to hell in a handbasket. There's no solution, no hope. Might as well give up. No man or woman who ever thought they could make the world perfect has ever succeeded. No government or empire or social experiment ever lasted forever that would solve all the problems of plagues and famines and fires and disease, anxiety, sadness, pain, suffering, or even death itself. All that is a quest for utopia. And utopia comes from a Greek word meaning nowhere. Well, we are not, friends, nowhere. We are somewhere. We are here. And here is where the Lord wants us to be. Because he's in control of things, ultimately. Even this pandemic. Now that's always going to distinguish the sheep from the goats. Either I acknowledge that he has control over my life, over this universe, or I deny it and think that I or somebody else has that control. The sheep understand that they must follow the voice of the shepherd and follow his lead. The goats, on the other hand, are so stubborn and pig-headed that they just do their own thing. They don't like the shepherd. They don't follow anyone's voice. They're independent. So when we talk about the problem, whatever the problem is, we're basically talking about a spiritual maturity to trust. And when we don't trust God, that's when we blame. Because we're not getting the problem solved on our terms, in our time, our way. And that's a big problem. A huge problem. So, who's in control? Who has the helm? Who's in command? I'm speaking here, of course, about our spiritual lives, which always supersedes the stuff of the world, as important as the world may be. In other words, during this pandemic, since we started hunkering down last March, how is it going for you, spiritually? Have you grown closer to our Lord have you allowed him to grow closer to you? Or is the relationship about the same or indifferent? If there's been no change, that's not good. If there's been some change, that's better. See, when the pandemic is over, when it's over, each of us will have to look back and gauge for ourselves just how we fared in relation to the Lord. Did we pray? Did we ask for guidance and the power of his grace? Did we turn to him in crisis and ask for deliverance? Did we do anything to help somebody else in need during this time? Were there any lessons learned after the last great crisis of 9-11? My personal bias is that most of us will long forget COVID-19 as long and as soon as we can. That business will go on back to its normal, relatively 
disagreeable but manageable, that all the sickness and disease and deaths will long be behind us, that it will be time to move on. Part of this, of course, is just the human psyche's natural response to pleasure and pain. I get that. But there is such a lesson here, such an eternal truth worth preserving even when it's all over and the day is done. One thing we should never say is that God is to blame. Blame yourself, but don't blame God. He didn't mess up the world. We did. You can blame others and play the victim card all you want, but in the end, who is the greatest victim that ever lived and died? If you think that you are that victim, take another look at the cross. Take a look at Jesus on the cross and ask yourselves, am I the greatest victim? Really? So it's easy to blame God and others when you think you're always the victim. With that comes so much anger. Perhaps this explains why in part so many people are angry. They're just blaming everyone else. Well, what does all of this have to do with the gospel today and the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord now these 40 days after Easter Sunday? Well, I think there was a really big problem 2,000 years ago when Jesus was ascending and leaving behind the apostles and disciples. What to do? It was a problem. Who's going to run this church? Who's going to witness? Who's going to proclaim the message? Jesus was leaving. Hmm. The problem was the same for them as it is for us. Trust. But the trust was, in a sense, the Lord's trust. Could he trust the apostles? Could he leave the job to them to solve? Did he trust them? I don't think I would have. But I'm not God. There's a little story about that first ascension day when Jesus was being lifted up by the angels into heaven. And as he's rising up through the clouds, the disciples looked up. Jesus was going higher and higher. And then the angels looked at Jesus and said, Lord, with all respect, are you going to leave it in their hands? And Jesus looked down upon Peter, James, and John, and Mary, and the others below, and turned back to the angels and replied, yes, I leave it in their hands. Because they are all that I have. They are all that I have. Yes, friends, he leaves it in our hands to solve the problems. He always will be with us, though. I have not abandoned you. I am with you always, he says, until the end of time, to shoulder the burden, to give us his grace, to inspire us, to guide us, to grant us joy in the midst of sorrow, mercy in the face of fear, peace in the midst of pandemic. If we but trust. So in leaving the work to be done in our hands, our divine Lord shows trust. Trust in you. Trust in me. He 
entrusts you and me, his church, to be on earth that visible body and blood, his own body and blood. We're united with him in body and blood. We are one with him. We're not alone. This is his work through us. His work for us. What an amazing gift he gives us by trusting us to do his work, not alone, but through him, with him, in him, we say. See, Jesus has helped us to solve the problem by trusting us. Can we but turn and say to the ascending Lord this day, Lord, yes, I also can leave it in your hands because you are all that I have. May God love you and keep you in his peace. We now proclaim our ancient faith of the apostles when we say together, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The risen Christ now sits at God's right hand until the end of time. In confidence and with Easter hope, let us now offer all our prayers and petitions with great trust and faith. That our church and parish family may be witnesses of the risen Christ in our own community and to the ends of the earth, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the bishops, priests, deacons, and ministers of our church may continue the great mission entrusted by Christ to the apostles, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the poor, the sick, the suffering, and the needy may come to know in our outreach to them the great hope to which God has called us all, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our parishioners who are ill or recovering, for all imprisoned, abused, or suffering in any way, that they may be delivered from every evil, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer that our deceased relatives and friends may be reborn in the life of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God, our loving Father, will hear the prayers we now offer in the silence of our hearts. 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we always remember all those men and women in the armed forces, those who have defended us in battle, who have given their lives as ultimate sacrifice by their body and blood, that we might truly enjoy, most especially the freedom of religion in this land. We pray for their souls and for the end of war, for peace in our times. We pray to the Lord. In this month of May, entrusted to Our Lady's care, we ask her lively intercession, the intercession of Our Lady of Mercy, the Pieta, when we pray together. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me, through Christ our Lord. Amen. We have some special announcements today that you'll see now as our angel gives us messages across your screen. Noting on May 31st, a special tour of our church by South Savaggio, one of our parishioners, details in the website. As well as June 7th here, we're live streaming a special recital to benefit the Tenleytown community. And this month of May, always pray the rosary and remember our Holy Father, Pope Francis, asks us to consider praying the rosary with a special prayer. And as you see our angel bring up across your screen, we have your way of contributing here at St. Anne's online, standc.org slash give that allows us to maintain and to continue to flourish in our ministry here at St. Anne's based on your contributions, which we always need and for which we're most grateful. There's also the opportunity to purchase a prayer book. This is the Manual of Prayers, which I put together for North American College in Rome. And many of you have contacted me. My email address is available there, which the angel will show you on your screen. And you can contact me and we'll arrange a way for you to make purchase of this beautiful prayer book, which I hope many will benefit from during this time when you're sequestered and alone and turn to prayer and trust to the Lord. We thank you always for your love and support for St. Anne's. One day we shall be together again. And on that note, despite all the other news that you've been reading about reopening, St. Anne's Church is a Catholic parish of the Archdiocese of Washington. And therefore we will not reopen until we're given permission by the Archbishop of Washington, Archbishop Gregory. We anticipate that in the coming weeks. We have to have a plan of action, of course, to open so that we maintain the safety and public health issues. So we're working on that as a parish. Continue to check our website for all the updated information, the latest information, so that you and I are all on the same page as we hope to come back together in the coming weeks. God bless you and keep you, noting that we're united by bonds of faith, hope, and love in spiritual communion this day with the Lord. During the preparation of the gifts, please join in singing, Crown Him with Many Crowns.
crown him with many crowns and them upon his throne. Pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. 
We offer sacrifice now in supplication, O Lord, to honor the wondrous ascension of your Son. Grant, we pray, that through this most holy exchange, we too may rise up to the heavenly realms through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift him up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For the Lord Jesus, the King of glory, conqueror of sin and death, ascended today to the highest heavens as the angels gazed in wonder. Mediator between God and man, judge of the world and Lord of hosts, he ascended not to distance himself from our lowly state, but that we, his members, might be confident of following where he, our head and founder, has gone before. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts Sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great and have so fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You formed man in your own image and entrusted the whole world to his care, that in serving you alone, the creator, he might have dominion over all creatures. And when through disobedience he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death, for you came in mercy to the aid of all so that those who seek might find you. Time and time again, you offer them covenants and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. And you so love the world, Father most holy, that in the fullness of time, you sent your only begotten son to be our savior. Made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, he shared our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the good news of salvation. To prisoners, freedom. To the sorrowful of heart, joy. To accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to death 
and rising from the dead, he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us. He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first fruits of those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, our Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery, which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father most holy, having loved his own who were in the world, for he loved them to the end. And while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come Therefore, O Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his ascent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we wait his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. 
Look, O Lord, upon the sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church. And grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice that gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice of praise to the glory of your name. Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially your servant, Francis, our Pope, Wilton, our Bishop, and the whole order of bishops, all the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Remembering all those who served and died for their country. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and saints in your kingdom, there with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death. May we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but upon the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant 
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. You 
raise me up to more than I can be. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can. Now we make our spiritual communion for those who cannot be with us physically. Once again, the graces of the sacrament are afforded to you by virtue of the Holy Spirit that comes from every Mass. And so we face the Blessed Sacrament and pray together. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are truly present, body and blood, under forms of bread and wine in the sacrament of the Most Holy Eucharist. You are with us always until the end of time. For you promised your apostles that you would not abandon them, nor do you abandon us, but are present in every tabernacle throughout the world for two millennia unto the end of all ages. We believe in you, we trust you, for you entrusted your church to us. Help us to commune with you now in this holy communion of heart, as you are with us always, by power of the Spirit, to proclaim your witness, your message, to the ends of the earth. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who allow those on earth to celebrate divine mysteries, grant, we pray, that Christian hope may draw us onward to where our nature is united with you through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now on this Memorial Day weekend, we ask a very special blessing upon our nation and upon all those who have given their lives as we pray for them and their repose. Father of all nations and ages, we recall on this day our country, our beloved nation, that claims its place among the family of nations. For what we have achieved, we give you thanks. For the work that still remains, we ask your divine help. And as you've called us from many peoples to be one nation, grant that under your providence, our country may share your blessings with all the peoples of the earth. Look with grace and favor upon your beloved servants who have died in the service of their nation. And grant that we, who remember their souls this day, may always benefit from their good works and ever take for no granted the gift of our religious liberty for which we now stand before you. Through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. And now we sing together a beautiful hymn to honor our beloved dead. spacious skies for amber waves of green for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain America America God shed his grace on thee and The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Oh, <laughs> 